Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozzo here and thanks for listening with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast where we focus on changing your life so you can get more to life by investing in real estate. Yeah, so just a quick minute, I wanted to tell everybody, super stoked, um, we're actually at 5,000 listens, which, you know, I'm, I'm really happy about and more grateful than happy and I'm grateful that you out there are, are actually listening and uh, obviously inviting friends or family or whomever. Uh, we're definitely getting a lot of traction and um, not bad for, you know, a, a small little podcast where uh, it'll be a year for us, actually, how time flies. It'll be a year for us in July. And obviously, we hope to continue to grow month after month after month. But, you know, at this point right now, we are sitting at 5,000 listens, which is gratifying uh, to say the least. So guys, you know, if, if there's anything specifically that you want to hear, um, different types of guests you want on, uh, stuff like that, that we haven't touched upon or that you'd like to like us to touch upon, I'm more than open to uh, doing what we can to uh, definitely deliver that. So shoot me an email, adrian at investwithepc.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with you and see what kind of uh, what kind of content that you'd like to hear if we haven't done it yet. And they, like I said, maybe a specific guest. So on that note, um, we're going to get into today's episode. Time flies, guys. Uh, and so does the market. As you can see, we're, we're into a crazy market right now. But nevertheless, here we go. Hey, everyone. It's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life, and start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. Super, super stoked for our guest today. Episode number 17, Alfonso Guadra. He is a serial entrepreneur. I'm going to run out of fingers. Watch this. He's a serial entrepreneur, a real estate investor, a speaker, an author of the 2012 book From the Ground Up, He's a success coach. He's a philanthropist who has been in, who has been seen in Reader's Digest, Ottawa Sun, I'm out of fingers, Vancouver Sun, Rogers TV, New York Times, many, many more. This friend of mine <clears throat> was born in El Salvador during the revolution. His mother, the head of the newspaper, was arrested for reporting the truth to all the corrupt government in power. After escaping to Canada and being raised in poverty, at 17 years old, Alfonso started a small company that quickly, quickly grew to multiple locations in Canada. He has shared his story with thousands of audiences around the world. He is a dynamic leader that is passionate about sharing his story and inspiring others to create the life they want to never give up on their dreams. He truly is in the business of changing lives and has a special gift in his ability to connect with people and move them forward. Alfonso is a TV personality, is a TV personality and the host of TV show called Success by Design and is dedicated to showing others how to overcome their obstacles and become high performers. After all that, and I ran out of fingers, Alfonso, welcome to the show, my friend. Woo! 
<laughs> good to be here. Adrian, hey, are we going to have a, a good time or what? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for everybody that doesn't know, I actually met Alfonso. When was it? Back in December? When when they when they let us out of our cubbyhole the first time. <laughs> yeah. We were in Montreal. We got we invited together. We, we were speaking at an event together. And uh, man, I, I remember resonating with your story and everything that, that, that you had going on. Yeah, it was... Uh, so here, you know, you always think you're sitting beside other speakers and you're thinking, wow, okay, I wonder what this guy's done. So then Alfonso takes the stage and I'm just like blown away. I'm like, holy shit, I thought I've done a lot. This guy's like quadrupled what I've done. So I had to have him on the show because he is a wealth of knowledge, a, a real story of rags to riches, so to speak, and, and a ton, a ton of great stuff that we're going to talk about. So... Alfonso, getting to know the one, the, the myth, the man, the legend, Alfonso. So since the early 2000s, you've started many businesses, educated yourself through courses in university, and you've continued to grow as an individual. When did the, all the real estate investing stuff start for you? So part of the, uh, the bio there, you, t you talked about, uh, I started a, a business at 17. <clears throat> Something that was left out a little bit in you know, it is it is an important uh, part to to talk about is why did I start a business at 17? And so I came from a war torn country. I was uh, obviously grew up in, in poverty, came here as a as a refugee. Um, I had a really tough time integrating into the education system here in North America. And ultimately, it led me to hanging around the wrong people with the, you know, doing the wrong things and going down the wrong path. Ultimately, I ended up uh, living on the streets, uh, lost in a, in a very dark place at 15 years old. So what changed everything for me, my friend, was becoming a father at 17. Oh, wow. So at 17 years old, I became a father to this beautiful little girl. Her name is Talia. And uh, it gave me purpose. It gave me a why. It, 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 it changed my, it transformed my, my life, my perspective, my mindset, everything. And that's when I started a, a, that business uh, at 17 years old, which by the time I was 21, it was a business that was all across Canada. And I was doing really, really well. The issue was I was not a business person. I was not, uh, I was not an investor. I, I didn't know about you know, reserves, you know, all I knew was I had this idea and it worked and now I have a million dollar business. But as you know, 21 years old, you, you're not thinking about the future. Right, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not thinking about, Oh, you know, maybe I, I should put some money away, you know, go back to 21 years old and, and someone hands you all this money when you've been in poverty your whole life. You're going to spend it. You're, you're, you know, and we're, we're trained that way. We're consumers, right? And so when the, so we had a correction in the market shortly after 9-11. People's behaviors changed. We, there was the introduction of the, the, the internet in terms of uh, buying goods online. And it almost wiped me out. And so now I'm 21. I got millions of dollars. I'm 24. I'm negative a million dollars. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm like, 90, I'm at the point of bankruptcy. 
Okay. And I remember coming out of one of my locations and there's this person just like, you know, panhandling for change, asking me for change. And I remember thinking to myself, this person is worth more than I am right now. I'm negative a million dollars. This person has nothing, but I'm negative a million bucks. And so somehow in all that darkness, I, I came to the realization that I needed to educate myself on business. So I'm 24 years old, and uh, I started reading, reading about other um, wealthy people, right? And what I discovered was, first of all, right out of the gate, I knew that I, my mindset was wrong. My mindset was very much a consumer mindset where I needed to more become a, an investor mindset. And this is not what I was taught at home. And then... From there, I started reading about multiple streams of income. And I'm like, oh, my God, that makes sense. I only was depending on that one stream. And when that one stream was obliterated, uh, I was in trouble. And so I said, I'm going to create multiple streams of income. And then after doing all of my research and, 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 and reading on all these wealthy people, the common thread amongst all the wealthiest people in the world was real estate. But very specific was multifamily and commercial real estate. And I said, that's for me. That will be my secondary stream of income. And that's that's how it kind of it all started 23 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I've been in business for 26 years, but I've been in real estate for about 20, 23 years. Did we touch on it? So the businesses you had at 21 that all of a sudden you were making a ton of money and then it turned. What business, what business were you into? It was a clothing store. Clothing stores. And, uh, you know, if you don't know much about business, you should uh, start a business with, with something uh, with something that you know about, know about. And I knew about fashion. I was that kid in high school that always looked fresh. I was always looking good in high school. Uh, always ironed my clothes. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I had a, a, a real true fashion sense. Um, growing up in, in school, even though I didn't have any money, I figured out that was my mission in life, figure out how to get the things that I need. And that's when I became very industrious with trying to get Michael Jordan shoes, you know, uh, or, or the latest jeans or T-shirts or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I, I was I, I still have a passion for, for fashion, but that's kind of where I uh, that was my first business. And you had multiple locations, so you're making a ton All across of Canada. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, the tide changed. Big time. And you are a million dollars in the hole. Million dollars, probably must more than that, but as uh, you know, I say, I say, I rounded, uh, rounded down to a million bucks. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So then, where do we go from there? What make the decision? You start educating yourself on real estate investing in real estate and then what happened yeah so it was a it was a mindset shift so i no longer you know at 21 years old um i had a cadillac escalade jewelry i heard you curse so i'm gonna curse too some dumb shit i, I was buying dumb shit you know yeah. like uh, yeah. i mean i had a, a ring on every finger if you can imagine a 21 year old what would you do if you have now access to 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 capital right and uh, I spent it all and I was buying I had BMWs and Mercedes Benz and all that dumb shit. 
And so what I, the first thing that I did was I sold everything. I sold everything and believe it or not, nothing had any value, right? So I had a Rolex that I bought for 30,000. I ended up selling it, uh, I think it was like 9,000. Uh, Cadillac Escalade, 70,000. I ended up selling it for 25,000. The only thing that really had uh, gained value was my house, which I, when I was 21 years old, uh, I bought a, a property and uh, had gained value. Not only did I get my money back, it had gained value. I, you know, I had, had gone up in value. So I had about uh, $90,000 to, to work with. And my first step was, I said, okay, I want to get into real estate, but I don't know how. I really don't know how. And so I remember uh, our social media back then was the classified se section, right? That was the marketplace back in 2002, 2001. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was no Kijiji. The marketplace was the classified sections at the, at the back end of the, of the newspaper. For, uh, for some of your young listeners, newspapers are these things that we used to read. That's what we used to get our news. <laughs> I remember well, I remember the classifieds at the back where you would post if you're having a garage sale, you have to post if you were trying to rent your basement apartment and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I and so, I remember so that's that. where people were looking for JV partnerships. That's where people were looking for money, partner, yeah. card money, lenders. Uh, sometimes people would say, oh, I have money to lend. Uh, you know, th that was the marketplace, you know, that those classified sections. And I remember I was reading through the classified sections. And I saw this person's name kept coming up over and over and over in all the different, in, you know, either rent to own or this or rentals. I'm like, I got to I got to call this person. And so I, I call I called him. I met him. I met up with him and I asked him to, you know, could he teach me? I wanted to do what he was doing. And uh, he said, I don't have time. I don't I, like I don't have time to teach you what you know, what, what's going on. You know, I got, I got to, I got to run my own business. And I said, well, I'll pay you. Right. And he said, you can't afford me. And I said, try, I said, try me. So he, he put out a number that he, he, it was like scare away type, yeah, of, yeah. type of number. And I took it anyways. Anyways, that, that mentorship ended up being really lucrative for me because what I learned was the birth strategy. And that was my very first deal. I did a conversion, a duplex into a triplex. I was able to pull the money back out within a month. And within that first year, I, I, I was able to repeat that strategy close to, I think, about 10, 10 times, if not nine times, but at least within the, the 13 to 14 months for sure, 10 times. And by the, by the time, and then I moved into one of the units. So I, I moved into to, to one of my triplexes, so I was uh, doing house hacking, and then I was I was able to do a conversion, do a burr, multiple different strategies. And then by the time 2008 came, right, at the very height of the market, and when everything kind of turned over, and I was already into apartment buildings at that time, the money shrank. So there was 2009, it was, uh, 2008, uh, early 2009, it was a market crash in the U.S., but it was a correction for us here, specifically if you were buying apartment buildings. And I was ready. I was ready. 
I, I had capital, I had, um, I had already the knowledge. And so what I was able to do was I was able to convert everything that I knew. And since then, I, I've managed to accumulate a portfolio in millions all across Canada, hundreds of doors, uh, apartment buildings, and here we are. Amazing. And when you really, really hunkered down and started to focus on the multifamily Burr apartment building acquisitions, how many years has it been for you? 23 years. Okay. And in 23 years, I know this, but for the sake of our listeners, tell us about the empire you've built (laughs) over the course. And I know you've, you've sold some, you're continuing buying. And I know because we shared a weekend together recently, and I know you're also into building apartment buildings now. Yes. Touch on that. Yeah. So um, something funny happened to me because, you know, I've always been in this expansion mode. Right. And um, there, there is going to be times in your, in your career that you're going to contract a bit or you're going to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go on podcasts and things, you know. So, like, I've always hovered between the, the five to 700 doors, you know, sold some or, 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 or acquired more. Now what we're doing is, like, we're, we're selling the bottom 20% and we're leveling up into more cleaner and leaner type of deals. This, that's what I call them. Um, but, you know, my, my goal, and before COVID, uh, COVID happened, you know, I, I would be on these podcasts and someone someone at some point asked me, like, what, what what's your goal? And my goal is to get to 7,500 doors in the next five years. But I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just, it was just something that I, I said. And somehow I knew things would happen in order for me to, to get there. I didn't know how, but I, I, I just spoke it into the universe. And I said that I c- continued to say 7,500 doors, 7,500 doors. Now, March 13th, 2020 was a really scary moment for a lot of people around the world, especially if you're, you're in real estate where you're managing multiple tenants and you have assets and you're responsible to a lot of people. So I remember... Um, I remember when the NBA was canceled and then the the NHL was canceled. And I said, whoa, this is serious, right? And I remember the news coming in and it was very conflicting, but I remember it like it was yesterday, like they're going to shut down everything. And I went into full on protect the assets mode right? Communication, communication, you know, daily communication with my investors, daily communication with my staff, with my tenants, uh, daily communication with, with, uh, with the lenders, you know, consistent daily communication content, content. And for me, April 1st was going to be judgment day. And if you remember, we didn't know if people were going to pay the rent April 1st, but I wasn't going to wait till April 1st to find out. We literally got on the phone with every single tenant and we, we ask simple questions how are you doing how are we doing for april 1st do you have help do you need support are you going to need time 
here's the resources, here's where you can call, here's what's going to give you money. And so we went into full-on action mode with daily updates to everyone, all of the stakeholders in our, in our company. April 1st came in, and Warren Buffett says this all the time, when the tide goes out, you find out who's naked, right? And uh, April 1st came, and we were 98% collected. 98% collected. We have never been 98% collected on the first. I mean, you know this. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is, we yeah. were we did the best collections of rents that we've ever had in our entire history of our 23 years in, in business. And we were like, okay, I don't know if it I don't know if this was you, but you're like, <sighs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You can, you can breathe now, right? Absolutely. April 2nd, I woke up in the morning and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I know exactly how I'm going to get to my 7,500 doors, right? And so what I, what I did was I went on a buying binge, like a spree, right? I just, you know, I started to put, I went out and, and this is like in the middle of the pandemic. People are like, what are you doing? You know, everybody's scared. And um, sometimes I... I get this question, you know, when is the market going to crash? I said, you missed it. <laughs> yeah. That was back in April, May, in June, July, August. Yeah. We were buying like crazy and people were just frozen. For some reason, everybody was just frozen. It was like taking candy from a baby. All those assets that we, we we've took the most action in our company in history within that short period of time, all of the assets that we bought between April to, and we were getting better prices that you were seeing in 2019 because people were scared. And so we were able to go in there, negotiate and take massive action. And all of that made us millions just in the appreciation within one year. I mean, things appreciated close to 30, but some, some of our assets appreciated 40% just in months from, from August of 2020 to August of 2021, it's like night and day. So to make a long story short, we, 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 we liquidated some of those. And that was part of the strategy. I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to get my hands on some really great assets, liquidate, and now put that money to work in a really big way. And so now we liquidated about 20% of our portfolio. We have uh, capital in our hands where we can now go in and buy really clean and lean type of assets. We're building, we're developing, we're, we're building uh, 60 unit apartment buildings. And now, I mean, uh, we, we talked about this before the show. I'm in Texas right now. We're going to be deploying some capital into the U.S. We're looking at a few markets, uh, Arizona, Texas, uh, Tennessee, and Florida. And we're buying, in, we're buying portfolios five, 600 uh, units at a time. And so that, that is all a, a result of expansion. When people contract, you have to expand. You got to be ready. And you're better off being ready and not getting the opportunity than getting the opportunity and not being ready. And so that's what that, that's that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell. That's how we ended up here. <laughs> wow. And I can really resonate with that because I remember telling some of my JV partners 
when back March 2020, April 2020, when COVID came out and they shut down, you know, basketball and hockey and so on. I remember saying, guys, now's the time. We got to pull the trigger. Let's go. Let's go. And and a lot of our, you know, unfortunately, but I, I hate to say it, I told you so. But everybody, like you said, everybody was scared. Nobody, nobody, everybody's like, whoa, the world's ending here. We're not buying stuff. We're going to wait for it to crash. Give it two, three months. It's going to crash. Then we'll buy Adrian. We got the money. We're ready to go. Let's buy it, but not now. Give it three, four months. It's just going to plummet. Well, what did it do? The exact opposite. Right? Well, it did crash. That's what people don't understand. The, the, there was no activity. Like People were desperate for, for buyers. Like You had a very... It was, it, was, it was April, May, June. It was a buyer's market. 100%. It was a buyer's market. And... and you missed it, right? You 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 missed it, and that was a an amazing opportunity. And now we're waiting for the next one. But you don't wait. You see, people think about waiting, and they don't take action. Right? We're still buying today, knowing that something may happen tomorrow, next year. It's coming. Another another correction is coming. It's inevitable. But doesn't mean that we don't take action now. Warren mm -hmm. Buffett doesn't say, well, I'm going to wait to the market uh, to another Black Friday to make money. No, he buys every day. And if you're using real estate fundamentals, if you know your numbers, and if you have a good strategy in place, and also plan for that time when there's a turn, because you need to be liquid at that time. Right. And so you need to have all your, your, all your ducks in a row. But... Right. By no means, stop investing, right? Because that day may come two three, three, two, three years from now. We've already made millions. We're, we made, you can make millions and millions in the next two to three years. So we're not going to wait, right? <laughs> and I tried, I tried to educate them, but, you know, you can bring a horse <laughs> to water. And we still bought. And, you know, if we had 30... 30 partners ready to go out of the 30, we probably transacted with 12 and the other, the remaining ones obviously sat on the fence and didn't do anything. And now obviously they're kicking themselves in the ass, you know, wishing they had, but it's a classic story, right? Had I known, how does it go? Had I known now what I knew, no, what I know now, if I knew that back then I would have bought 40 houses, right? But, that's yeah, so that, that's that's what I did. <laughs> Some of my partners were they got they 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 got gun shy, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I still went in anyways. I figured out how to get the capital. I I I I felt something happened to me. It's it I don't know if it's experience because I've been so through so through so many downturns. You see, a lot of these investors right now has have never seen a downturn. Right. It's basically you know, if you go back to my story, you know, when I was 19, 20 years old, making a lot of money, thinking that I could spend my money and, I, and everything's going to be hunky dory because I had never experienced a downturn. I had never experienced a market correction. And I think it was Mike Tyson that says everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And when I got punched in the face, that hurt. 
But I also learned something extremely powerful, which was the market, there's market cycles. And so you need to be prepared for those market cycles. So when 2008 came, you know, because of the, the experience that I had back in 2002, when 2008 came, I was like, okay, I know what to do now. So when I woke up April 2nd, 2020, it's almost like after the relief of knowing that everything was going to be okay, I was like, time to get to work. This is your time. And I was wearing masks. We didn't know, we didn't even know what this thing was. I, you know, every time I was going to the property, I'm thinking I'm putting my life at risk here. Right. But I was on a mission. I was on a mission and no one was going to stop me. I remember um, uh, putting some pictures and videos of me, you know, uh, like uh, looking and walking buildings on my social media and people like, how dare you, you know, look at real estate at a time like this. I'm like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm insensitive. Maybe I should have been in my cubby hole. But I can't. I can't help it. I'm. I. I live in expansion, and and I live for those moments. We will never get a 2020 opportunity again. There'll be another other crises, other things. But then remember, remember that when that happens, that's exactly when you need to take action. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So for the, for the sake of the people out there that are thinking about uh, maybe chatting with you and, and stuff about your, your opportunities, do you run like a GPLP structure with your, how do you, how do you structure your business? So I do, I, I do a variety of different things, right? So first of all, I like to deal with high net worth individuals and you know, build relationships, build friendships, real true friendships over time. So often I'll get on a call with someone and they're like, okay, what do you have to invest? I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it works. I want it. It's like a marriage. Like if you're going to invest with someone, it's like a, it's like a long-term marriage. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was married before and my JVs outlasted my first marriage. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of these things are, are yeah. going to be long, 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 long-term. So I, want to sure. I was saying that, you know, it's a long-term relationship. And at the end of the day, they're going to outlast marriages, a lot of marriages. And so you, you better be sure that the people you're getting in bed with, these are the people that you want to work with and you resonate with and you have similar values and goals. And so uh, on one side of things, I like to build relationships uh, and then... And then once I do that, then I, there may be an opportunity where we can do a simple shareholder agreement. Uh, they can be on uh, on title with me and, and, and there's no problem. Then there's there's other times when I'm going to be doing massive ra raises and I'm going to be I'm going to have to go to do it in small chunks. Then I may do a GPLP structure, which is probably the, the best and the easiest, the path of least resistance if you want to, you know, if you want to, if you're looking to raise big capital. And then there's the other, um, you know, like a tenant in common, right? So you could, you could uh, get smaller amounts like a buck, you know, 150,000 and do tenant in common agreements where people are, their holding companies are directly on title. And that's fine. There's multiple different ways that uh, that I've done. I've, I've done joint ventures. A lot of my, I, I started with joint ventures, uh, you know, 
at the beginning of my career and they're fine too, right? It, it really depends on where you are now going into 500 unit plus, I'm probably only going to be doing GPLPs. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Interesting. All right. So moving along, coaching services, you've been a speaker, a coach, you've written a book, tons of value to the next generation and making a difference. Was there a person in your life that served as your mentor or coach that really inspired you? And if so, who? Yeah. So I had, um, I have, I've had a few people in my life that, I mean, a lot of people, actually, I've had a lot of people that have come and uh, met, mentored me without even them knowing about it. Right. Like there's been a lot of people that I've looked up to and um, I always, I always gravitate to the people that have the results that I don't. And even to this day, I'm reaching out. I make the phone call to people that, you know, you know, when I have the, these conversations with my students, people are like, you got that person on the phone? Yeah. Well, how did you do it? I called. <laughs> I called and I got him on the phone, right? Yeah. And uh, you'd be surprised that the people that you admire, a lot of them would actually take your call, right? A lot of them want to help people, just like me. You know, where I'm at in my career, I love helping people. I love helping the next uh, set of investors that are going to be calling, uh, coming, uh, coming uh, into uh, real estate. I love, you know, passing on the the, the knowledge. And so, um, at some point when I when I had my business when I was uh, 20, 21 years old, I moved to Miami. And I moved to my I lived in Miami because I wanted to you know I wanted to expand the business in the U.S. And uh, I thought that uh, that was a good place. But what ended up happening was I got sucked into the Miami culture, you know, the, the, the going out, the clubbing, the bottle service and all that stuff. I mean, I was 21 years old. Don't blame me. OK. <laughs> and uh, I ended up meeting this older gentleman. So I was in my early 20s and he was in his uh, I, I would I would have to say uh, late 50s. And this guy was wealthy. He wasn't rich. He was wealthy. And I'll tell you how, how wealthy he was, okay? So this guy um, this guy had money coming in from a company he had started way, way, way back. And to me, what was strange is, like, he didn't have to work. And he had all of these things. You know, he had all this lifestyle. And I remember, um, I remember being on his boat, and I, I would ask a, 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 so many questions. I would ask, like, hundreds of questions, like, because I'm a sponge, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my opportunity. Uh, I'm going to ask this guy like a question. I'm sitting, we're sitting on his yacht, okay? To give you an, an idea how big is this guy's yacht was, he had another smaller boat in the boat. So the boat had like a garage where you can put another smaller boat in the boat. I mean, like, because you never know when you're going to need a boat while you're on your boat. <laughs> no big deal, so, right? No yeah, so we're deal. having we're having mimosas on this boat, and the, you know I'm like so in, inspired. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's really this guy is really wealthy, and I'm asking a hundred questions, like almost to the point I'm kind of annoying him, right? I'm I'm kind of like so I'm like, how did you start? Then what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? And he's like, Alfonso, you're killing me here, you know, you're just you're just killing me. Okay, listen, I'm gonna give you the the 
the, the best advice that my mentor gave me. But once I tell you this, you got to leave me alone. <laughs> right? So he says, uh, he says, Alfonso, first things first. It doesn't matter how you make your money. What matters is what you do with it. Someone working at McDonald's can end up right here on this boat. And I was like, I was like, I, I don't understand. He's like, your money has to work for you. Because if you're always working for the money, you will always be a slave to that money. You will always be a slave and you always have to give up your time. I said, oh, okay. I, 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 I got it, but I didn't quite get it. But it always stayed with me. He said, the 4%, the 96% of the people in the world trade their most valuable asset, which is time, for money. The 4% buy other people's time. Someone like Richard Branson that employs 100 people, 100,000 people around the world, he owns that much time, right? And it reminded me of that movie with uh, Justin uh, Timberlake. Was it Justin Timberlake? He, where the, he had, they had, and it's an old movie, but everybody had the amount of time on their wrist. I don't know if you remember that movie. And they would, pay, that was like currency. So they would pay, they would get paid with time. And when that time runs out, you're dead. And so the, 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 the wealthy had all of this time, like all of this time, and they could pay things with time. And then the, the, the working class, they'd only get a little bit of time. You know, every time they work, they get a little bit more time, a little bit more time. And that was so impactful for me because so many of us think about, you know, trying to do everything ourselves, you know, and it always, what he said to me has always sat with me and it comes to the power of people. If you want to get to that next level, you need to engage people. You need to hire people. What's a company? A company is a collection of people. There's no great company out there that it's a solopreneur, the one person behind a computer. No, like you need to engage people. You need to buy their time. You need to own their time. And the more time that you own, the more time you have for yourself. And so what doesn't matter what you do with uh, how you make your money. All that matters is what you do with it. And it doesn't matter, uh, you know, how much uh, time you have. What matters is how much other people's time you own. And that exchange will give you your freedom. And then the, the last thing is like, okay, <laughs> that, that, the last one killed me. Because he said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. All that matters is how much you can borrow. And it was like, <laughs> What? Yeah. It's like, it's like how much how how do people trust you with their money, right? Does the bank how does a bank see you? Are you bankable? And that's when I first learned the word bank being bankable because when I was in my early 20s, I didn't care. I never got any education on how to, you know, run your credit and how important your credit score is in in in, in uh, you know, when I grew up at home in my household. No, it was it was never even talked about. But it's such an important number. That credit score is so valuable. And you need to prove to people that you have the capacity to manage money. And the more capacity you have, 
the more money that is going to come your way. And I like to talk, I, 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 I like to share uh, a lot of this with my students when I talk about the intellectual currency, what you know. And the more intellectual currency you have, the less actual currency you'll need. So the more you know, the more, the less money you'll actually need out of your own pocket because the money part is easy. But once you understand that, how much money you can borrow versus how much money you actually have, it's a game changer. I never heard of that before. How, <laughs> how bankable are you and how much money can you borrow? Because obviously you can do stuff with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I've never thought of it or I never really heard of that analogy before. So that's amazing. Yeah, it kind of makes you open up your eyes. Um, before we get to the, uh, the lightning round and the end of the podcast, um, there's a ton of stuff going on here and, and I love it. Talk to me about mindset. I heard you speak on stage there back in December, a few months ago in 2021. You're an awesome speaker. I mean, you really captivate and uh, take control of the audience and they really, you know, uh, you do it in such a way where they can really see where you're, they can feel you and see you and, and hear you. And, and, and I was really, really impressed. And obviously your mindset is not like normal people's mindset. They have abundance mindset and, and action and, you know, um, talk to me about your mindset and how you've been able to develop that action mindset. And, and lastly, what advice can you give to people to adopt that kind of mindset? So I, want, I, I really love to talk about this idea of expansion and contraction. Yes. Right? Yeah. And when you're expanding, you know, when you're expanding, you feel good you you anything is possible uh you know you have all these these ideas and then you get in your car and you start to do that self-talk right well i can't do that or you know i'll wait a little bit or you know i should i i i uh, I, sh I should like i should really finish what i've started or whatever whatever mm -hmm. the, the self-talk is going to be at that point you are now contracting so the mindset study is really being in that expansion mode all of the time. Now, naturally, as humans, we are going to be, you're going to be, in, you're going to end up in contraction. You're going to expand and you can contract. And you should, if you're in a, in a, like if you're in contraction, acknowledge it, accept it, but then quickly redirect your energy back to expansion. Right. So it's normal for us to, to, you know, for us to feel down or feel overwhelmed or tired. And so what happens is, you know, for a lot of people, they stay in contraction too long. They allow that contraction to, to, to dominate their lives and they never expand. They never grow. And it's like a plant. If you're not growing, you are dying. Plain and simple. If you're not growing, you, you are actually dying. And so that that expansion comes from getting uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable all of the time. You need to expand your mind. When you when we talk about goals 
the the objective is to, of setting a goal is to be in that expansion mode because the moment you say i'm going to do this now things become exciting it's like oh i'm going to pursue this new goal and so you know if you don't take risks in life okay calculated educated get risks i mean we, this podcast here it's all about education and educating your your audience on how to invest in real estate the right way and so you don't have to go out and do something that is going to hurt you but you do have to take some level of risk and if you don't take risks in life you can't expand you can't grow and if you can't grow you cannot be fulfilled because ultimately fulfillment comes from expansion and so whenever you feel overwhelmed you feel tired you feel to yourself maybe i should slow down you know i tell people all the time if you tell me that i'm working too hard you're not my friend you're not my friend you're not someone that cares about me because i i this is the way i feel fulfillment i need to grow in all aspects of my life and not just financially in all aspects, you know, expand in your relationship. You know, people, they get married, that's it, you know, and then it just go, and then they go into contraction. Their relationship goes into contraction. And so this mindset is a, it's really about expansion. And you're not going to get to here, you're not going to get to here before you, you know, you, 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 you climb that ladder. And so that, that goal is really to help you expand. And so it's, if you can imagine a, a, a rubber band mm -hmm. and, you know, a rubber band comes, it's a very, it's small at the, the very beginning. And then you expand, you, like you stretch it. Okay. You may contract at some point, you may let it go and it, it comes back, but now it's bigger than how it started. So you have expanded your mindset. And so if you can't take risks, you can't grow, you can't expand. And if you can't expand, you cannot be fulfilled. And if you can't be fulfilled, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what the hell are we doing here, Adrian? Right? Because you should live a fulfilling, happy life. Whether you're 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 amputated or you're you know uh, you're old, you're you're young, you're tall, you're it doesn't really matter because we only have this 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 time. This time is the most valuable thing that we have. And so what are you gonna do with that time? I remember going back to April 2020 and being on podcasts just like this. And people are like Alfonso, we see you taking massive action. Like how are you doing this? Like you know, aren't you scared of this and that, the other thing? And I said, guys, and you guys, this timestamp, you can go back to, you know, go on my YouTube channel. You can watch some of these podcasts. But I said, guys, one thing is for sure. We are going to get out of this pandemic thing. We are going to move out of it at some point, you know, mm -hmm. at some point. And the question is going to be, what do you, what are you going to look like on the other side of this? Right. Are you going to say, man, did I ever watch some awesome Netflix series? Or are you going to say, I increased my portfolio by 100 million? Both are possible. Everyone has the opportunity to make that choice. And so when you feel yourself tired, overwhelmed, overworked, you're not in expansion. You are moving towards contraction.
right? And so right. that means going back to the first thing, owning other people's time. That means that you need to leverage other people's time. That means you're trying to do everything yourself. And so you need to now maybe hire someone so you can be, go back into expansion. You see, when you hire someone, someone takes on tasks that you're supposed to do. Now your, your mind is, can now shift. Their energy can shift into more expansion. And, it's, and also, it's normal to contract as long as you don't stay there for too long. Words of wisdom. Amazing. <laughs> Expansion, contraction, uh, fulfillment, some major, major words you use there in, in, in the world that we're living in. And wow, absolutely. So listen, we're, we're at the end here and we've, we've talked a lot about mindset, what your company does. This was fun. This, this was fun. I, 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 yeah, I, back and forth. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was so good. So one last question that I have is um, you're very successful now. And we say that relative to how the world views success. But do you think there is still more to life for Alfonso? One. Two, when you Picture more to life. What do you see? So ultimately, when I, what I want to be remembered for are not my buildings, are not the properties, are not the doors, is not the money. I ultimately want to be remembered for the people that I've helped and the people that I've inspired. And when you Google old man Quadra in, you know, 2080, I want to see all of the testimonials of the people that have helped. And that has been my focus. When I, was, when I was 30 years old, so I'm 45 now, so that's 15 years ago. At 30 years old, I was financially free. And I had this, this uh, romantic idea that I would move to the Dominican Republic and just sit around the beach for the rest of my life. Hmm. And... Before then, I, I've only gone on vacation. I would only go on vacations just like everybody else. You do the one week, all-inclusive. You sit there, have four square meals a day. You know, you're, you drink, and, and now it's Sunday, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go home. I wish, I wish I could stay here. And then you go back and work, and you come back, and you, and you do it all over again. And so I had this... I had this, this vision of my mind of what freedom would look like for me. And when I would get to that point where I would be financially free, how much time I would spend on that beach, right? We, we said, right. build a life that you, need a, you don't need a vacation from. I've seen that meme somewhere. And I'm like, okay, what if my life was a vacation, right? That's in my early 20s. That's what I was working. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to get to a point where I don't have to work anymore and I can just sit around and flip flops and just enjoy the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so at 30 years old, that day came, I had sold my company. I had all of my real estate and now I'm realizing that I never have to work a day in my life. And I said, you know what? I called the travel agent because that's what we used to do back then. Mm -hmm. and I said, Book me for two weeks. Two weeks. Have you ever been to a, to a resort for two weeks? 
it's a it's 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 torture right mm -hmm. so the first week is fine you know the first week is yeah. fine next week yeah. is like deja vu right it's like groundhog day right yeah. it's the same day over and over and i and i was ready to gnaw off my arm i was so bored and i said i this cannot be my life i cannot be doing this for the rest of my life this is horrible horrible and so i thought about maybe i can dedicate my life to serving others being in service to others so i said well what can i do what can i bring to the world well i thought about where i come from latin america and how i could you know bring food money water you know but i said okay other people are doing that which is, they're doing a really good job but what can i do and and i came to the conclusion that what i actually wanted was for everyone to realize that you don't want to sit on a beach for the rest of your life and you actually want to be fulfilled and the reason you 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 have this fantasy about sitting on the beach for the rest of your life is because you're doing something you hate and you are not living a fulfilling life and so that's when i came to the conclusion that i wanted to help people achieve that financial freedom because if i can give enough people their time back they are going to do amazing things in the world and it'll be like a renaissance on earth and that was my vision back when you know when i was 30 years old 15 years ago that i was going to dedicate the the rest of my life to helping people achieve that financial freedom and right now you know i'm doing an event here in california and it's funny cuz we're i'm driving from uh, texas to california and i'm like i'm on a i'm on a freedom convoy right now i'm on a financial freedom convoy right i'm i'm headed to california is i'm on a convoy and it's the financial freedom convoy i'm i'm here to help people achieve financial freedom i'm a freedom fighter financial freedom fighter right and and yeah, i want yeah. The people that are that are watching this, it's not you're not just listening to this show. You yourself are adding value. You 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 are changing lives because if someone can take something from this conversation or or any of the previous episodes that you've you've had, you have created freedom in someone's life, so they can now dedicate some time to their church or dedicate some time to their their charities or do something amazing. Because I know for a fact. I am positive that if we gave enough people their their time back, they would not be sitting on a beach for the rest of their life. They would actually look to do something fulfilling, and the majority of the people would choose to do something to give back in some way. Incredible, absolutely incredible. I love it, man. I I couldn't have said it better myself, and I really really appreciate the words of wisdom. And I know. I know for a fact, people will take at least five things from this episode and put them in their toolbox. And it, it, not one, but at least five, because there's been so much, in my opinion, there's been so much good dialogue here that they can resonate with. So uh, yeah, we're at the end, my friend. It's been amazing. Um, just so everybody knows, Alfonso uh, lives in Canada, uh, in Ottawa, am I not mistaken? But he's investing around the world now, obviously, uh, you're in Texas, California, like this guy's a machine. And if you want to get a hold of this machine and pick his brain or do business with him, 
invest with him and his company? How do they get a hold of you, Alfonso? The, the best way I would say, just go to my YouTube channel. Okay, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have about 800 videos there. If anything, anything I say there resonates with you, you know, and it's in alignment with where you are, you don't even have to think about, not, not even investing or anything. If anything resonates with you that I say, reach out. Send me an email, Google me. I'm very Google, right? But I would say the best the best way to spend some time with me is go to my YouTube channel and, uh, you know, you'll see the content that I put out uh, on a daily basis. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And obviously you're all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. TikTok. TikTok. He's very, very easy to find for sure. And, uh, you know, I, it was, it was important for me to connect Today and put you on the show because, like I said, I had firsthand knowledge of watching Alfonso in action back in December of 2021 at our conference that we were guest speakers at. And he's, he's, yeah, he's the real deal. At the end of the day, he is the real deal. And he's. I appreciate you know, that. And you too. I was really impressed by your presentation. This is why I'm like, hey, why don't we know each other more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe a bit of distance, but I'm definitely coming to Ottawa and we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna go out and yeah do cocktails and some dinner and whatnot. But um, yeah, I appreciate your time. Truly a legend. It's done at least double than what I've done and I thought I was doing okay. But uh, twenty-three years in the game and, and still going, so hats off to you. Thank you so much. Uh, for for being on the show, and um, I wish you and your family all the best, my friend. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you at the top. Cheers. Cheers.